There'll be plenty of rich women at that fundraiser you were busboying tonight. So here's my plan. We go, we have a bite to eat, and you marry a millionaire. You with me? No. He's so cute. He thinks he has a vote. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Welcome to all of our Patrons of the show, we want to thank you guys, and here you go. Here's some more exclusive content just for you. The Married with Children podcast is here on Patreon only. Top of the heap, we put this show here because it's not really a Married with Children. It's not really anything. We don't know what it is. So, (laughs) my name is Al. How about that market? I'm Jamie. Damn Democrats. And I'm Dan. Punish me. I've been very, very bad. Ooh, wow. That's bound to work. (laughs) Of course, right? Yep. We are reviewing Top of the Heap. It's Married with Children, Season 5, Episode 20. Um, Al loses his television set in a neighborhood boxing bet. Even so... He and the boxer's dad advise defeated fighter Vinny to marry a wit- uh, to marry a rich woman and forget about a career. Uh, this was directed by Jerry Cohen, written by Ron Levitt and Arthur Silver. The special guests, which I guess are just regulars for this show, <laughs> Joseph Bologna, Matt LeBlanc. Um, that lady whose uh, buttons are going to pop off her shirt was Diana Bellamy. <laughs> um, the hot chick is Joey Lauren Adams. Hey, everyone should recognize Joey Lauren Adams, though, from Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, she was in Dazed and Confused. Rats. You know, um, yeah, she actually went on to have a pretty decent career, even though... <laughs> This was one of her early things. Because <laughs> you think this would stop anyone in their tracks. But well, then... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but then so did, so did Matt LeBlanc, so... <clears throat> right. Well, she comes back to Married with Children as other characters. She's, uh, she's only Mona here and in other... Top of the heaps. Top of the heapers. So she comes back to Married with Children... Uh, isn't that amazing? Like, this is so boring. We're just trying to dissect someone's career before we even get into this. Yeah, so, but... You, you <laughs> know when do we cool do that? <laughs> you, you know what was cool to see, though? I, I turned it on, and seeing them both in the same scene, I was like... I, I was trying to figure it out. And those two characters were in... Uh, not the characters. Those two actors were in uh, Big Daddy together. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams was the was the uh, love interest. And uh, what's his name? Joey Baloney. Yeah, Joey Bo- Joey Baloney was um, Adam Sandler's dad. Oh wow! Oh, by the way, guys, this is Dan's sick show. He's uh, very sick, but he still forged through and showed up to the nudie bar. It must be real tough to have to come here today, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
on this episode, I sound fine and Dan sounds like crap. <laughs> My opening line should have been, uh, punish me. I've been very, very sick. <laughs> Well, uh, real, just to round this thing out, so this girl, uh, Joey Lawrence, or whatever her name is, she... Joey Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh, she was in Buck Has a Bellyache as Cousin Effie. Then she comes back for the famous wedding show, which we talked about in the last episode. Remember how it's controversial how Buck loses his virginity? Uh, Buck. Bud loses his virginity? Yes. Apparently, he had sex with this girl on the wedding show, which is—it's kind of a famous. I mean, I—I I don't know. I always seem to. It seems like a big episode, and it may, maybe because of the 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 sex thing. But but anyway, so that's that. <clears throat> so let's get into this, so we can get this over with. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, do we have to really say this again? You know, it's the hundredth episode of Married with Children. It's a backdoor spinoff. We all we said that a couple times already, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyone listening to this should should have heard all that. So that's what this is. So this is the first time that you're going to see something where like everyone else is very secondary. Al is just like a guest. I mean, he's in what two scenes? Yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, the two best scenes. He's like the uh, end of an Avengers movie that just ties it into the next one. Mm-hmm. Um. Did anyone else notice how cheap this show looked too? Like as soon as. The, 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 as soon as it opens, like the very first <laughs> shots we get in the apartment, it looks like a stage play. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, yes, TV shows are filmed on sets, you know, but it just doesn't look or feel like right. it has any depth. It was very hollow. Jerry Cohen directed it, too. So I don't I can't account for that. I don't know why. I uh, Just set design or I don't know maybe he had, he wanted to make this show feel differently than Mario Children so he filmed it differently but it ended up coming off cheap I don't know <clears throat> hmm. but it's the same guy who's been doing great so far so I don't know did you guys also notice like there are a lot of lines from Charlie Verducci that normally like the certain beats of the of the lines you would normally hear laughs in between but there were none Yes, did you I did that? notice that, and and that's why you said when he directed it, um, you know, through and through, everything is horrible about the show. And I do want to say that <laughs> this show is so horrible on every different aspect that they try and make like a little different yet the same. It just doesn't work. And and you know, I was trying to think, well, what doesn't work about it? Right. Um, and specifically. And it's literally everything, everything together. Like Married with Children, you appreciate it more. It's magic. It's like. Oh, God, right? Doesn't it seem like, wow, we have the best show. Now we know what the other shows are like that even try to be like that. It made me appreciate it a lot more. I'm not going to lie, because you see it um, put in this type of context and characters that you don't care about that they want you to like. and, And it was just like, this is not working for me at all. There was literally one thing that I really laughed at, and that was it. That was it. And it wasn't even a line. It wasn't anything like that. But um, but it, it was the scene where he was boxing his cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But like, I will say the cat was cute. The cat was awesome. Yeah, I agree. And you could tell that, that they had um, – you could tell they had an idea, but unfortunately that idea was just horrible. Also, the 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 dialogue was 
I mean, it was insufferable. The, the the way that they would introduce jokes was very amateurish. Okay, because he would say, okay, for instance, Charlie came out or whatever, Vinny. Which one's which? Uh, Charlie's the dad. <laughs> okay, so Vinny comes out and he's like, "Where's Mr. Fluffy?" Where's Mr. Fluffy? You can't. He was hungry, so I threw him out the window. <laughs> I threw like. Of course, my cat. Like yeah. you're my dad. You know my cat. Like why <laughs> right. would you? Why would you need to clarify that? Oh, you're clarifying that for the audience, right? But it's so incredibly obvious, right? Like we just saw you throw him out of the window. Why do you have to explain to us what he's talking about? I don't understand. I, I hate it when films do that, and it's one of the things I complain about on various podcasts that I do is when is when films have a lazy expedition dump and they just throw stuff out there and it's clear that it's solely for the sake of the audience. Mm. It's terrible. Like we wouldn't realize that Mr. Fluffy is his cat. Yeah, a big fluffy right. cat. <laughs> and then two seconds later, he opens the door and the cat runs in. So even if we didn't realize that up until that point, we would know it then. I was just going to say, did he just Unless come it's like, you know, for the blind... Exactly. Well, and that implies, too, possibly that the cat's been thrown out the window before, how he just runs to the door. So, like, why would he go out and say, what, your cat? Like, dude, you've probably thrown that cat out the window like 50 times. Right. But that was that was par for the course with this episode was just really lazy writing and lazy delivery. And because even their delivery now. I always cut a show some slack for the first few episodes, at least. And sometimes shows don't hit their stride until the second season because, you know, the actors have to gel together. The the characters have to get to the point where they feel natural. So obviously with this, I I am taking that into account, but it just was very – the delivery was so just – there was no emotion there was no it didn't feel like it had a natural flow no it felt like they know they're in a tv show right yeah and joseph bologna is a joseph bologna was a seasoned actor at this point he at least should have been better at this but um you know i don't know some of the moments i did enjoy were when he was talking Talking to the the uh, rich guys, hmm. um, I thought those exchanges were a little funnier. But for the most part, it fell really flat. When you say the cutting slack thing, and we all know Married with Children really got better around season two, also. But at the same time, season one was pretty solid, and you know nobody ever cites it as their favorite season, and with good reason. Now, the show got so much better as it went on. Why would you cite season one as the, a good one? But at the same time, it was already good. It was You would definitely keep watching it, you know, as it, it was happening. And two, I, I, wanted, I compared this pilot to the Married with Children pilot. Do you know the, the, the vast difference of the two? If you watch the Married with Children pilot, it is one of the greatest pieces of film history of television. Like, right. that is the best start of a show I've ever seen in my life. You know, that does not happen often. Most first episodes aren't that great. Like, 
to the fact that they were so good the, that the writing of the first episode was incredible. Just watch it again and then watch it compared to this and you're like, oh my God, how, how, how are the same people involved here? You almost can't even believe your eyes if you watch them back to back. Try it. Trust me. <laughs> Does that mean I have to watch this again? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just try to remember it. No, you know what? As soon as soon as we're done and we leave the nudie bar, dude, put on the first episode of Married with Children. Just do that for that yourself. That I'll do. That I'll do. Yes, to cleanse the palate. <laughs> yeah, it's like sniffing coffee beans after trying to s- smell a candle or something. <laughs> so here's the thing. Even let's start off with the first opening joke that he throws this cat out the window. Even that sort of doesn't work because the joke was supposed to be like it seemed like a stray cat that he should have sympathy for so it's funny that he just throws him out of the window instead and now knowing oh you just threw your own cat out of the window like that Mm. almost makes even the possibly sort of funny thing not funny anymore (laughs) you know what i mean like that's the weirdest thing like what a choice why would you throw your own cat out of a window it doesn't even i don't know it takes away the punch of what i thought you were doing he was such a cute cat, too. Fluffy. So they're eating beans and a slice of cheese. So it's almost an, an eye roller, like, oh, so we're also doing the not eating thing. So, okay. Right. You know, like, we already have a show that does that. but Right. Yeah. You wouldn't perchance be miffed at me because I lost the fight, would you? Lost is such a harsh word. Let's just say you came in second. <laughs> Hey, I'm still going to make you proud of me. I used a couple of your connections in the business world, and I got myself a job as a busboy. <laughs> a busboy? Hey, that's great. Say, bring me home a half-eaten roll, will you? <laughs> we need a new plan for you. I want more for you than, than just being me. As wonderful as I am. <laughs> You know, Pop, you and Mom were a lot alike. One of the last things she said to me was, whatever you be, be more than your father. <laughs> the the hot chick comes in, Mona. She's a slut, and it seems like she's not even 18 yet because he says, you know, something about jailbait or something. Hi, Vinny. Hi, Mona. Why don't you tell your father that my mom needs everything in her apartment fixed now? Everything in her apartment? Why? Because then we can spend the next two weeks alone. <laughs> Mona, Mona, Mona. Why don't you come back a little bit? Really? When? When you're no longer a felony. <laughs> I actually think she was quite a bit older than she looked because I, I feel like when she was in films later on, that she was older than she was supposed to be. She was born uh, in 68, and this is 91. Oh, yeah, so she was like 23. <laughs> they head to Al's shoe store, and Al said he was gonna... Now, here's... Uh, this is writing I just didn't understand again. Charlie! <laughs> hey, Al. Vinny! <laughs> so, Al... Did you happen to watch the kids fight? No, no, I listened to it on the radio. No, he's going to watch it on TV, but uh, 
I don't have one anymore. I bet it on your kid. <laughs> so wouldn't Al have had his TV during the fight, though? The guy couldn't collect it before the fight was over because you don't know if he won or lost. So why wouldn't he be able to watch it on TV? Well, I don't think that fight was on TV, was it? And yeah, that's the other thing. Why would they air that? That that fight wouldn't draw flies. Uh, that TV was my baby. Got me through a lot of rough times. I watched it when we conceived our two kids. I still remember putting my forearm in Peg's mouth to shut her up so I could hear Get Smart. Yeah, for Bud, for Bud, I wised up, put her head by the foot of the bed so I could watch too. Again, sloppy writing even for Al. I watched it when we conceived our two kids, then proceeds to say, but I wised up with Bud and put her feet at the head of the bed so I can watch too when he was being conceived. Well, you just said you watched it for both of them from Jump. Help him out. Give him some advice. Don't marry. (laughs) Don't marry. It's only good for the woman. See, women got it made. They find some guy to marry. Then they steal his youth, his paycheck, and his dreams. Oh, yeah, then their butt gets big. Then you die, and their butt gets smaller till the next guy comes along. Like, I honestly liked all that. It was, it was, it was really good Al-isms. Well, because it's Al. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess if, someone, if that other guy tried to deliver these lines, they probably wouldn't have even been that good. It's really strange how the right people are so important. And they have the right feel and everything. Uh, next to being a dog, a beautiful woman is a thing to be. Hey, that's Al's dog fantasy again. <laughs> and then he says that they all should have just married rich babes. Now, tell the truth. Like, when you're watching this whole exchange here with these three, does it not occur to you that, like, if you were, just imagine, if you were someone else, like, if I didn't, if this is the first thing I ever put on, and then somebody gave me a loose idea of what I'm watching, I would feel like I'm watching the wrong show, and I need to see more of that show with that guy in that shoe store. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Like, can we see more Al? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what about that <laughs> other guy? That is, he, did you say his show is what we're watching? <laughs> can we put it back on? <laughs> Uh, So what do you think of all this, Dan? Like, at this point, when all this is going on, what are you thinking right now? Are you trying to go with it now that Al's here? Is it kind of easier to swallow at this point? So you think, okay, this might turn out pretty good, right? Um, No, it put the spotlight um, on those characters again and how bad they were. (laughs) Like, (laughs) seeing them interact with Al, okay, yeah, that was cool, whatever. But I got to tell you something. I think it would have been a lot more effective if they've used characters, um, side characters from Married with Children that were on there previously. Like, build a relationship with Al. Don't just kind of, you know, piece it together in in one scene and have it implied that, you know, they go back and whatever. Like, it's just, it just felt cheap and lazy. And like, and if we... If we if we knew these characters a little bit more going in, I feel like I would have gave them a little bit more leeway. But they literally just wrote these guys in and, you know, um, we're going to kind of take the same setup except with a family, make them poor, throw in, you know, five Italian references here. Like, it's just I don't know. I have a problem with a lot of sitcoms 
the ones that I like, like Married with Children, it's obviously different, but like I dislike a lot of sitcoms and this just fell into that category. And I've seen uh, like they they let's let's see. Over the years, I've probably seen the majority of them that have ever aired, you mm, know? Right. Um I'm big into TV like that. First episodes are always uh, kind of rough, but you give it a chance or whatever. But I'm watching this, and I just had no interest to keep going whatsoever. Like, just the <laughs> dynamic between the characters. It didn't seem like it was um, – it didn't seem like it was big enough. So what are we going to get? Just banter between this guy and his son, the girl next door, and then, you know, like what? One other character? Like, it just seemed like very bland and – one trick ponyish. Yeah, so, and very uninspired. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was like, let's take, all right, yeah, we got the writer for Married with Children. Uh, we have an idea. Let's go with this. It just, and they executed it, I guess, the way that they wanted to. I wish they would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, execute the show. So, um, yeah, I just didn't see any redeemable qualities about it except that cat. Yeah, and, and the chick. <laughs> I, I think you hit on something there, Dan, when you were talking about getting to know the characters and giving us time. And the way to do a spinoff is the way the Jeffersons was spun off right. from All in the Family. We were well acquainted with that family before they got their own show. We knew who they were. We knew what their dynamic was. We understood how they f- fit into the world. You know, and then we go out and then we get to the point where we see them on their own. That is, I think, the way to properly spin off a show. This just comes out of nowhere. We've nowhere. seen them exactly one other episode and we didn't really care about who they were then. Right. He's dating Kelly, steps on Al's record or whatever, crushes it when he puts his feet up. The other guy took Peg's. Yeah, so suddenly they have their own show? What is that about? <laughs> right. And also, Vinny's character is very different here than it was in that one other episode that we've seen him. He wasn't nearly as stupid here as he was there. Right. You know, like there he you, it, he was – it was almost – he was so stupid you had to remind him to breathe, <sighs> you know. And here he didn't really seem stupid at all. Like he did – he was – just a dude. Well, the one part where he was trying to quote a philosopher again, he, he got that law. And I don't think that's funny. Like when no. him trying to quote a philosopher and, and uh, or whoever, you know, a poet or whatever he was doing and just not remembering the line. How is that funny, though? It's not. <clears throat> you know, it's, I'm just like, I don't know. And I don't know how these jokes are written, but like at, at some point in time, somebody made a similar joke like that 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 really just killed. Mm. And and then you hear how many joke how many jokes have you heard like that on you know sitcoms and just show like it's just lame. Well, dude, here Married with Children does it, but they do it right. When Kelly does that kind of thing, she actually says the entire thing, but it's wrong. <clears throat> That's actually funny. The the humor is in what she said wrong and how she mixed the words and uh, she thought it was this word instead of that word and you know things like that that's actually funny and she delivers it great it's she's a much better actor than this guy so everything about it is just right and it fits and it works with when he does it it's it's like they're floundering right 
You know what we should have done when we were young studs? What? Married us a couple of rich babes. See, that way all we'd have to do is get up late. Yeah. Pump a little iron and stay in shape. Yeah. Let the robe pop open a little, show the maid what she could have if she saved her pennies. <laughs> and settle back on the couch, get stinking drunk, and pick your feet till the cows come home. <laughs> I can't think of a fuller, more satisfying life. Ah, but time has passed us by. Young women today don't understand that we don't want to go right to sleep after sex. We have to. Yeah, I guess it's a young man's world. I think I am getting a new Verducci master plan. No. Please, no. Yes. Ooh, I love this plan. And for it to work, you are going to have to meet a rich woman. No, 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 I know what you're going to say. There's a shortage of rich women in our tenement. <laughs> hey, Charlie, I was thinking about what you were saying, but I don't have to go to sleep after sex. I want to go to sleep after sex. <laughs> I, I welcome the darkness. <laughs> hey, there'll be plenty of rich women at that fundraiser you were busboying tonight. So here's my plan. We go, we have a bite to eat, and you marry a millionaire. <laughs> So they show up to this place. Uh, they broke into it, uh, climbing on something and <clears throat> getting into the window. They show up in tuxes somehow. I mean, they're eating beans, but somehow they can afford tuxes, uh, <laughs> whether they're renting or I don't know what they're doing, but I don't know how they got the money for those. Uh, Vinny is not busing there. Nobody asks why he's walking around instead of working, oddly enough, <laughs> even though he was supposed to bust the event, I thought. Right. You don't have to worry. To prepare us, I have read Trump, the Wall Street Journal, and a magazine called Rich Babes in Chains. <laughs> now, I have distilled their wisdom into three key phrases. So if you get confused, simply say either, how about that market, damn Democrats, <laughs> Or punish me, I've been very, very bad. <laughs> so Charlie's eavesdropping on these these guys talking, and then he just, you know, he walks over to them and kind of references everything they said, acts like they know him. So that's kind of uh, interesting to see how that would go, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, he actually pulled it off fairly well. Right. I, I always enjoy when people, characters do that sort of thing. On one hand, like if it works, like I think it worked here. I, th I think it. I mean, it works when if it works from their point of view, and I, I think it did here, and it was kind of smooth. It can, however, when it can be very cringy and uncomfortable, you know, um, for me watching that sort of thing. But I do think that, and that's why I referenced that earlier as one of the the or a couple of the moments that I think actually did work in this show was how he was able to pull that off and then put that side by side with how his son was completely unable to pull that off. Mm. And so he just ends up hitting on a waitress. That is, is sort of funny, but even then, I don't know if I, I don't know. It was tough. It's hard to really say. Cause by this point in the show, you've pretty much already checked out anyway. Cause it's, you're like, ugh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Well, you boys seem to be having fun. I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Well, allow me, uh, Kathleen Morgan, meet my very dear friend, uh, uh... Charles uh, Bedushi, what do you say? <laughs> well, I see by your shirt that you've been sampling our meatballs. And I see by your shirt you got mighty powerful buttons. <laughs> This girl that Vinny eventually talks to, now this is Married with Children insult royalty. This is the lady in the original pilot episode. She's the first fat woman Al ever insults at the shoe store. So uh, she's the one, I believe, where the kid goes, I want a balloon. And Al goes, you've already got one. (laughs) And then they, they run out. She was also in Where's the Boss, where Al's trying to meet his boss, and now she's in Top of the Heap, and then she comes back to Married with Children in Crimes Against Obesity in 1996, so five years later she'll be back. That's crazy. So Vinny sees everything working out well for his dad, and he figures if it works for him, this should all work for me. So he goes ahead and takes his dad's advice and just drops those one-liners to people. The first one he walks up to, and he says... Uh, how about that market? And the guy's like, well, what about it? And he has nothing. That And it's weird because he acts like that was a failure uh, try with his dad's line. And then the next one, he says, damn Democrats. And the guy goes, what about them? And he like cowers out of there too. And it's like, the, the, the lines kind of worked. They're willing to talk to you now. You just have to have a follow-up. But, like, what's the what's the joke here? Like, what am I missing? Like, why are you acting like this just didn't work out at all or whatever, and you're, like, cowering away? Where, where did you think that was going to go? Right. Right? Like, if you start a conversation, that was your way in. You got in twice. And that, then what? Like, what did you think you had to say after that? Yeah. It, you have to know it. You have to have some kind of... Yeah, no, and they obviously didn't think it through. They didn't think it through past the tuxedos, you know? Right. And yeah, like as as if that's all you have to do is say those lines. And what do you think? Someone else is just gonna, I guess they, I guess the assumption is that the person that he's saying this to would just start going off about Democrats or go off about the stock market, you know, like they would fill in all these things and then you just nod your head. And then now you're in or something. I guess that's what he in, intended. So uh, Listen, I'm not into politics. I'm not into any of that stuff. But even I can fake it. Like you just, you know, there's certain ways to prompt people. And saying that one thing isn't going to do it. It's not going to get just people, you know, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, you got to talk to him for a minute, you know. Yeah, you got to elaborate. Right. You, you have to do something. And he could have easily faked that too, but he didn't. It just implies that he's really dumb. He's kind of like his character on uh, Friends, you know? Oh, yeah. Then he tries the third one. Of course, that's not going to work. Punish me. I've been very, very bad. Like, and everyone just looks at him like they should. Right. <laughs> yeah, appropriately. <laughs> yeah. So then this idiot tries to talk to a damn waitress. Like, why are you doing that when the point is to go there and land a millionaire? Like, he is really stupid and it's like <laughs> that's the joke i know but it's, it's still i mean uh, it's not haha funny you're just sitting there and you're like why are you doing this right it's not funny that he was still trying to go out with a waitress when they're there to get millionaires 
<laughs> you know? But, well, it's also not fun. like, okay, when you mentioned the uh, the three lines, you know, the punish me, I've been very, very bad. That is not funny because you know from the outset there is no possible situation in which that would be passable. What would be funny to me is if they were to insert a line that would somehow, that doesn't seem like it would fit, but then somehow it it ended up fitting, that would be funny. Or if it were in line that looks like it might fit somewhere and then it becomes like weird. But that one, from the moment his dad says it, you're like, well, oh, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's not to be taken seriously. Yeah, right. so then he just goes and says it, and then they look at him funny, and he walks away. Well, that is that is no payoff whatsoever. <laughs> that's lazy writing again. And he gets exactly the same response from that that he got from the previous two, which is just that people look at him, and he walks away. So right. what is the point? That's not funny. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think that's why this all doesn't work. Right. And and with the whole thing of not getting the point, like, is the whole point of this show, not just this episode, but is the whole point of the show for him to marry into money? Is that, you know? Yeah. I was wondering if, like, what is it, every week is the new scheme or get rich quick scheme or something? Like, I, I wonder. I don't know because I, I, I've saved myself from having to watch all these or – I just luckily never saw it on TV when it was airing. But dude, like you, like you can, you can, you can see, see how it's going to play out already. You know what I mean? Like at the end of at the end of the season, he's going to have a chance to marry into money, and then he goes for uh, you know Amy over there, and that and that'll be that. And his dad doesn't approve of that, and then you know he finds real love instead. Like it's just it's so like you can yeah. just tell where this is going. And then like you said, yeah, what's it going to be every week? Like a different girl with like you know a possible lead into marrying into money and different scenarios with that from the jump it seems flawed it doesn't seem like enough it doesn't seem like rich enough you know it's just kind of it, it seems like they'll be spread pretty thin pretty quick exactly right yep S- within seven episodes this thing was canceled <laughs> is that true yeah <laughs> i'm surprised it lasted that long the biggest failure i've ever heard of anything lasting that's that sh- shorter span of time is like I said one other time when Fonzie did that Monty show where he was like a politician yes <laughs> yeah that's like the shortest lived thing I've ever seen in my life and even that was 13 episodes this is the only thing that's comparable that I know of course I'm not you know I don't know everything about television or anything but I, I it's the only two that ever hit my radar that was like such a failure uh, so I think we're figuring out why it is just by this review. But so Vinny's tired of being the pawn in Charlie's cosmic game of checker checkers, and that again, it's like really, like it's the first episode. You're already tired of the premise of your show. I mean, join the club, but it's your show. Don't aren't we gonna do this for like the next twenty two episodes? <laughs> right? Like, how are you already tired? Or the of next it? six. <laughs> I wonder if this first one counts as the seven. I don't know. There actually is a joke hidden in there in that there is no pawn in checkers. In checkers, yeah, it's chess. (laughs) Right. Well, that's just him being doing saying everything wrong. But still, like, how is he already tired of it, though? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, because that's his joke to that. That's him stealing Kelly, though. Like, why do we want a guy 
to be dumb when we have Kelly already? Like, what? why does this audience need you? You know? Like, this, because you're obviously trying to get us, the audience of Married with Children, why do we want you? We have Kelly. I don't want I don't want to look at you be dumb. I want to look at her be dumb in a short skirt. Yeah, and and like we said too, they take aspects and aspects of certain characters' personalities and try and put it into one show. Like you said, he acts like they're poor, obviously, you know, the thing with throwing the cheese on. That's very married with children, you know. That's exactly married with children. But they have they don't even have cheese like a slice to throw on. These guys have more than them at least, I guess. <laughs> That's yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. The Bundys have toaster shakings. But see, that just, um, <clears throat> talking about appreciating Married with Children more, we're talking about Married with Children again. But, like, <laughs> you look at why it does work, and I think a lot of the times you can't even pinpoint just one thing. I honestly think that, like you said, that, that, first, that pilot episode is fire. Like, that's a great episode. And it's the family dynamic. And then you got, obviously, the Jeffersons. And just the fact that it's a family unit right there is is why I think it works the most, is that family dynamic. Now, like I said, with this, the family dynamic is very small and thin. It's between a guy. So, like... From the jump, like we said, it's it's almost destined to fail because it doesn't have enough there. It doesn't have that that like magical quality. And sometimes, like I said, you can't even pinpoint it. You just have it. And this show never had it. Not for once. And it's weird because they technically do. Matt LeBlanc obviously works somewhere uh, when he because he worked as Joey and he even got his own spinoff. And this other guy, like Jamie said, is very seasoned. He obviously works somewhere, but for some reason, the two of them don't work together. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it sort of seems like they might be father and son. It sort of sort of seems lived in, but not really. You know, there's just something. Like you said, there's an it right. that's missing. Yep. Now, this is the most depressing thing in, in history. So I am dumbfounded over what I'm looking at here. Miss, excuse me, I think you dropped your purse. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> This guy either stole or borrowed or invented, I guess, the classic Al Bundy move that will happen in the next damn episode of Married with Children, where he takes something and throws it on the floor next to a hot chick so she has to pick it up. Al does this, uh, an iconic segment on the next episode, which is majorly iconic, and that was one of the best scenes, when Al just kept throwing down the groceries on the floor and yes. it goes, uh, ma'am, you dropped your, uh, whatever, you know, kept, and that is amazing. That was one of the best parts of that episode, especially when he throws the wrong thing or when he, like, breaks on the ground. But, <laughs> and here, when I saw this guy do it, I, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, what the hell am I, why is this happening here? Right. Who wrote that in, like, Ron Levitt or whoever? Why did you give that to this? Your show is about to do it next week. Why is he doing it? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> and it, I just don't get it, yeah. right? You're doing it next week. If anything, 
don't do it back to back weeks because <laughs> that because then it's noticeable and people like us pick up on it because it's obvious right in our faces. Yeah. So he the joke here is that he throws a purse on the floor and then the the fat lady bends over to get it. That's the big joke with that. But at that point, I'm just my head spinning that I'm even seeing him do this. I, <laughs> right. I don't even know if I'm supposed to laugh or whatever. But so now Vinny is talking to a bunch of chicks. Like showing them at a box or whatever, and I aren't a couple of those chicks some of the ones that are were totally mortified by him saying punish me. I've been bad. I feel like two of those girls were in this group. You're not allowed in the men's room, are you? Of course not. Then that's where I'll be. And then the very next scene, he's not in there, so that's weird again. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, great editing. Uh, you know, at least come out of the bathroom eventually, or have the son knock on the door and say, "We're, we're," you know, I don't know. I don't even know how that would have worked. I mean, it was an okay line. It wasn't the worst thing I ever heard, but um, I'm not sure how to follow that up. So they didn't even bother. So now we get to this uncomfortable point where, like Jamie said, it was interesting to see it work for Charlie, and now this is where the fake rich guy thing doesn't. It stops working. It's an interesting point, Nelson. Very well put. But I don't want to give my son a job in any of my many companies. There's no way to learn responsibility. So I'm wondering, maybe, you know, you can give him some kind of an executive position. But hey, don't spoil the boy. Start him off at what? Three, four hundred thousand. Dollars? Go back to nodding. So what do you say? Where did the boy go to school? Uh, PS124? <laughs> Yale. Oh, my son went to Yale. Uh, let me call him over. Did I say Yale? Silly me. I meant to say Harvard. No, my son went to Harvard. Um, <laughs> let me call him over. I didn't mean Harvard. <laughs> Where did I go? <laughs> go over there. <laughs> over there? Yeah, over there. Okay, I'll be over here. <laughs> Maybe we're building into an interesting interaction because... They're getting exposed. He said, I meant I went to Harvard. Like how number, you know, let's not even talk about how that could ever be a mistake a person would make that anyone would be like, okay, why would you tell me you went to a different, yeah. So then he says, oh, my son went to Harvard. Let me, let me call him over. And it's almost like, well, what would the sons, there's like 4 billion people on the campus. Like, how could you have proved I didn't or did go? Or like, what would the son have done? Right. I mean, I guess you could have said, oh, did you take so-and-so's class? And you're like, uh, or, hey, have you ever been to the, to the, I don't know. I mean, something could come up that he would be expected to know, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I guess, like, there's got to be ways around that. You know, I don't know. So the guy says, okay, listen, I've been lying. And these guys have no real reaction to any of this, that they've been lied to and stuff. It's just very odd. In the midst of the lying and admitting I lied to you, he's trying to get the kid a job for $400,000 a year, and he's acting like that's a crappy job. And every, oh, these guys just keep going along with this. It's like, God, what a scenario. No matter what you do, everyone just goes along with your thing. Yeah, and when they were calling for all their sons, too, I felt like that was a little too something that people wouldn't say. Like, they did it for the sake of the joke. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And and that went on for a little too long, yeah. And then, 
with him working all those guys or whatever, I just can't imagine that those people are that dumb to go along right. with it. I, can, I just don't buy it, you know? And I'm not saying that, that all people that have, um, that have money are smart, but they do have their wits about them, you know, or they wouldn't have money. So these guys are so easygoing. Like, do you really think you could lie to people that many times in a row? Like, I think that he lied four times in a row between the two colleges and then the two things he was going to start saying. And they said, okay, listen, here's the real truth. Like, any real place that you show up and do that, people are like, now, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because I, you're telling me one thing, and I, I, you two are, do you even belong here? Like, somebody would blow the whistle on this. These guys are just so easygoing, they don't even address the fact that they've been lied to, and instead, they're contemplating giving them a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what, on what planet is that how people <laughs> act? Right. <laughs> Well, that I'm I I let go because you know TV show you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charles! Oh, I'm sorry to drag him away, but this is very important. <laughs> Charles, I was hoping to see you at the little field party next week, but I checked and your name is not on the guest list. Oh, it's a horrible oversight. Where <laughs> we are. Uh... My dear friends, Roger and Nelson going to be there? Why, yes. Well, then I must be there, too. Oh, I'm afraid it's just impossible. Eh, what the hell? I was a Marine. <laughs> so Charlie kisses this fat broad to uh, get to the next party. <laughs> to get to the next party. Because he's not invited to it, and his two buddies, the gullible guys, are going to be there, so he has to make it there, so this plan could come start working. And I wonder if uh, the next episode, they went to another rich party, right? I wonder if, like, they really did go to the next party, and that's what we have to watch if we kept Maybe we should them. do a spinoff show and cover all seven episodes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. How you doing, Pop? Great. I'm even starting to get some feeling back on my tongue. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I was just musing about our evening. You know, the difference yet the sameness between the rich and poor. And as the philosopher, I can't remember his name, said, the rich... No, the poor... Oh, wait... I don't remember what the guy said, but I remember. It shaped my young life. What the hell was it? It doesn't matter. You got the gist of it. The important thing is that through my God-given charm and deduceness, the master plan is working. And I got phone numbers shoved in my pocket by every pretty girl in that room. So I guess what I'm saying is I won't be home nights for about a year. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're not going to sleep with any of them till we got a commitment. <laughs> to start thinking like women no band on the hand no nookie for cookie don't have sex with these chicks because they don't marry you like that's we have to act like girls and lock that marriage thing in there before you do that and it's like well okay i guess that's a thing uh, no it's not like <laughs> no it's, it's not it's, right it's not gonna work <laughs> they're not gonna marry you to have sex with you 
<laughs> right? That's He's the flaw that from the me. jump, too. It's like, what do you mean, Mary? Like, what? Like, this is ridiculous. He's worth nothing. Like, he's not even that funny. Right. It was just a lackluster ending of, like, the dad just sitting there telling him, you know, he's going to stay around money because money does this with money and that with money. And, and like, that's the end. And right. money might run over us with their car. <laughs> right. And, and that's the big ending that you're supposed to feel satisfied with. And then, of course, the only thing that is even worth laughing at is Al coming back in and stealing this guy's TV. And even then, I'm irritated by the fact that he takes off his mask halfway through the heist because no one would do that. So I, I'm over here going, it would have been funnier or it would have made more sense if he had just come in with no mask. Because... Right. Nobody's going to stop in the middle of stealing something and remove their mask to finish stealing it. <laughs> I guess he figured he had the kids sleeping so he could just take it off. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. But that was what was going through my head at the time. Yeah, I was just wondering why he didn't unplug it first. Like, isn't it going to fall out of his hands when he walks away? <laughs> when the cord when the cord pulls against everything? Um, yeah, so that was the great episode. So, uh... Phew. Do you have anything to say before we go to ratings? Or do you want to wrap it all up in there? Yeah, I want to just rip on it there. All right, we'll be right back. (laughs) No, ma'am, we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app, and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right. How many cats are we throwing... How many fluffy cats are we throwing out of a window? For this episode, top of the heap, Jamie, out of five. Well, you know, morally I'm against throwing cats out of windows. (laughs) So, so you're going to throw as little as you have to? As Uh-oh. as little as I have to. So I'm going to say I might throw like one and a half cats out the window. Oh, wow. This is the lowest rating in the history of the show so far. Well, it's pretty not good. <laughs> I don't think it's a very successful way to do a spinoff. We don't know who these people are. We don't care about these people. We've seen them one other time. And it feels like they were shoehorned into the previous episode just as an excuse to then use this episode as their pilot. And and it didn't work. Also, I'm angry that the 100th episode of Married with Children was wasted on this. And virtually no one from the actual Married with Children show, apart from Al, was in their own 100th episode. I would be angry if I was on that show. 
That is an opportunity for them to celebrate. That is something huge. That's a milestone. And it was completely thrown out the window. So Uh, I am just... Like a cat? (laughs) Kind of like the cat. And not even for something that was worth it. Because it's just not... it's, It's incredibly lazy and... Lame? Yes. Yeah. Lame is the best word for this, I think. So I am not pleased. Yeah. Uh, look at the lengths we went through. Dan has a really tough schedule in December, and we still went. That's why Aaron was on two shows, and we still went through great lengths just to get him on our 100th show because we felt it was so important that the three of us be on our 100th show. And here, they didn't even feel that way about the real people on the real show. Right. <laughs> like this is just the podcast for it. Right. Exactly. And we thought it was important. They didn't think it was important and it's the show. <laughs> we put in more effort into this podcast <laughs> that they did there the <laughs> pilot episode. Yeah, to get the everybody in the cast in there. Uh they're credited though on IMDb, which I don't know if that means anything, but they're all on IMDb like the whole cast. The, uh, the probably obviously I didn't even I didn't even look did anybody even like watch the opening credits is it the full married with children thing uh yes yeah it was just a married with children opening just like the normal credits which yeah. makes it feel even more cheap like this is ridiculous I'm mad I'm more mad than when I watched it before well you'll never have to watch it again Dan because I don't think they put those seven episodes on DVD <laughs> <laughs> And if they did, I mean, we'd have to double our Patreon uh, thing there to review these. Like, you have to be in the $10 tier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those tiers for our tiers, having to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dan, how do you, how many fluffy cats are you throwing out of the window? Out of five for Top of the Heap. First of all, I would never throw a cat out a window. And actually, coincidentally enough, I'm not throwing any cats out the window. This episode what? gets nothing. You'll get nothing and like it. No, you, wait a minute. Now, what about the Al Bundy scenes? No, not even. You know why? Because of I, I didn't think this way in the beginning, but you guys just brought it to my attention. It not only did enough harm by itself, but it took away from the Married with Children 100th episode. Like, this really was messing with me going into it because I didn't understand. I thought I was missing something. I, was, I, I figured I'd ask you. And be like, dude, what's up with that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you have your 100th episode as this? They had an opportunity to do something great, and then they just went too far with it. And I I don't know. This seems – this honestly seems like a cash grab to me. Like, let's make another show and ride off the coattails of Married with Children. And I think the idea was kind of half-baked. I think that they had the idea and it was just lame from the jump. I think in their head they were like, oh, you know, that we can do crossovers throughout throughout the series and we can have a lot of fun with it or whatever. But I think that's as far as the thinking went. Like you said, Jamie, it was lazy. It was not funny. Um, just a lot of the same sitcom tropes. Like I said, insert Intel- Italian references here. Like it, it was just lame on every level. And I honestly, I honestly hated this. And I'm surprised I made it through this review without swearing. But, like, I, I truly did not like this episode at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow, zero. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's about as low as you can get, I guess. Wow. <laughs> if, hey, if we could go into negatives, I'd go negative. I'd give it negative two, but we're not going to go there. That's a little extra. You're just going to start pulling cats back through the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put reaches gonna out to grab cat, cat food in my window so they come. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> what to say about this? It's like, I don't know. It, it It's, they did, uh, Married with Children got screwed twice, you know, because they didn't have their big 100th episode and they also never had a goodbye show. Right. So they got screwed two times right. on like, anniversarial and they were such a huge money maker and a mm-hmm. game changer right mm-hmm. that that is just flat out disrespectful yep it's incredible i wonder how many people didn't know about this show even being made until they're listening to this podcast yeah <laughs> we mean top of the heap yes mean? yes oh like if they didn't have the dvd sets Correct. and stuff you know i wonder I'd like to wonder what I thought when I was sitting there as a kid watching this episode. Confusion. Like, I wonder... <laughs> I, I probably just tried to think, oh, well, this is good. Because it was Married with Children and Al was in it sometimes. And I'm just waiting for the next Al and I'm just going along with all this. But I, I can honestly say, even as a kid, once the DVDs came out and you could really access this, like, all the time... I don't, I'm not sure I watched it more than the one time when I watched it again and said, oh, yeah, this thing. <laughs> and then that was it. I, I don't think I ever watched it again. And I bought these things like 15 years ago. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I haven't watched this episode 15 years, yet I watch this show every year of my life. <laughs> so – and then like I said, it even leaves a bad taste in your mouth with the go with him episode because then these guys are in it and you're like, Ugh. oh. right, right. Like I was trying to forget about this. Right, but then it wasn't such a bad episode, thank God, um, that one, because it really wasn't about them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How many cats? Um, two, just for Al's stuff, really. Um, and I'm not just saying that because we like him and, and all that. That really was the best stuff, and it was the best delivery and all that kind of good stuff. And the rest, I don't know, man. Like It just seemed like when I watch this, it's like this had to be made. Right. Like, like, like you think if you're going to do something, okay, guys, we have an audience. Let's, let's like, let's use that audience to, to get two shows out of this. Then we can make some more money because who knows how much longer people are going to want, want to watch Mayor of Children. So we got to start doing our next venture and just, you know, piggyback right off of this. And it's like, okay, well, what kind of idea do you have? Well, um, uh, a dad and his son, um, are poor. Okay. And they, they want money. Oh, Okay. And, uh, yeah, I have all these ideas. We should really do it. Oh, okay, well, write up a script. And they have that script. They're like, mm-hmm, I see. Uh, how's the market? Uh, damn Democrats. Wow, this is really good stuff. Yeah. What do you think? You know, what is this they're doing here? Oh, well, he's, he's going to lie because he's going to get caught that he's going to the wrong college. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, what is this here? Oh, he's throwing a cat out of a window. And it's, it's their cat. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's funny. Um, well, what is he doing right here? Oh, well, this is the part where he just tells the lady, like, if you can't go to the bathroom, that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> wow. Okay, we got to get this made. Uh, did you, do you know who you want for the part? Like, could you imagine this? Who's doing this? Who's talking like this? Like, any of that's good. Who's saying, wow, great, let's go. 
Can we get the real director from the show so it seems seamless? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, the whole thing just seems so stupid. Right, exactly. So, that's it. So we got through Top of the Heap. Oh, thank God. Yep, Top <laughs> of the Junk Heap. So, everyone, thank you again for supporting the show. You know, it's far and few between. We get generous people like you who know what it takes to produce this and get together all the time and the equipment we need and the, the time it takes and the research and the notes and everything. So we appreciate that you guys understand that and help. Yeah, thank you guys. Yes, thank you. You guys are awesome. So next week we will be reviewing You Better Shop Around Part 1. In the first of two parts... Al buys a shoddy air conditioner and causes the neighborhood to black out, leaving the Bundys to seek refuge from the heat and their angry neighbors by taking up residence at the supermarket. <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah, classic, iconic two-parter. Nice. I think we all know the ratings those are probably going to get. Yep. Nothing like this. No. Nope. We'd be like on a cat murdering spree if, if we did that there. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> All right, well, thanks again, guys, and tune in next week.